0: Reading continue awakening to your life purpose. Thank you for watching or for listening. If you are just listening or if you are watching, thank you. I hope my reading can bring you peace of mind. I read for a reason to you a reason to let go of your day and just relax and listen to my voice. Rolling playing the many faces of the ego. An ego that wants something from another and that ego does not, will usually play some kind of role to get its needs met. Be the material gain, a sense of power, superiority, or specialness, or some kind of gratification be it physical or psychological. Usually people are completely unaware of the rules they play. There are those rules, some rules are subtle, others are blatantly obvious, except to the person playing it. Some rules are designed simply to get attention from others the ego thrives on others attention which is after all a form of psychic energy the ego does not know that the source of all energy is within you so it seeks it outside it is not the formless attention which is present that the ego seeks but attention in some form such as recognition praise admiration or just to be noticed in some way to have its existence acknowledged. <clears throat> a shy person who is afraid of the attention of others is not free of ego but as an ambivalent ego that both wants, in fear, attention from others. The fear is that the attention may, may take the form of disapproval or criticism. That is to say something that diminishes the sense of self rather than enhances it. So. The shy person's fear of attention is greater than his or her need of attention. Shyness often goes with a self-concept that is predominantly negative. The belief of being inadequate, any conceptual sense of self, seeing myself as this or that is ego. Whether predominantly positive or negative, I am no good or I am the greatest. I'm the greatest is the positive one, and negative one is I'm no good. Behind every positive self concept is the hiding fear of not being good enough. Behind every negative self concept is the hidden desire of being the greatest or better than others. Behind the confident ego feeling of and continuing need for superiority is the unconscious fear of inferiority. Conversely, the shy inadequate ego that feel inferior has a strong hidden desire for uh, superiority. Many people fluctuate between feelings of inferiority and superiority, depending on situations or the people that come into contact with. All you need to know and observe in yourself is this. Whenever you feel superior or inferior to anyone, that's the ego in you. The villain, victim, and lovers. Some egos, if they cannot get praise or admiration, will set the four other forms of attention and play roles to elicit them if they cannot get positive men's attention they may seek negative attention instead for example by provoking a negative reaction in someone else some children already do that too they misbehave to get attention the playing of negative roles become particularly pronounced whenever the ego is magnified by an active pain body that is to say emotional pain from the past that wants to renew itself through experiencing more pain some egos perpetrate crimes in their search for, friend, for fame. They seek attention through notoriety and other people's condemnation. Please, tell me that I exist, that I am not insignificant. Insignificant. <laughs> <laughs> They seem to say such pathological forms of ego are only more extreme versions of normal ego. A very common role is the one of victim and the form of attention is thick. Is sympathy or pity or others' interest in my problem? Me and my story. Seeing on self as a victim is an element in many egoic patterns, such as complaining, being offended, outrage, and so on. Of course, once I am identified with the story in which I assign myself the role of victim, I don't want it to end. And so, as every therapist knows, the ego does not want an end to its problems because they are part of its identity. If no one will listen to my sad story, I can tell it to myself in my head over and over and feel sorry for myself and so have an identity as someone who is being treated unfairly by life or other people's faith or god it gives definition to my self-image makes me into someone and that is all that matters to the ego In the early stages of many so-called romantic relationships, roles playing is quite common in order to attract and keep whoever is perceived by the ego as the one who is going to make me happy, make me feel special, and fulfill all my needs. I'll play who you want me to be, and you'll play who I want you to be. That's the unspoken and unconscious agreement. However, role-playing is hard work, and so those roles cannot be sustained indefinitely, especially once you start living together. When those roles slip, what to do? What do you see? Unfortunately, in most cases, not yet the true essence of that being, but that which covers up the true essence. The raigel divested it of its roots with its pain body and its. Thwarted, wanting, which is now turns into anger, most likely directed at the spouse or partner for having failed to remove the underlying fear and sense of lack that is an thing, part of the egoic sense of self. what is commonly called falling in love is in most cases an intensification of egoic wanting and needing you become addicted to another person or rather to your image of that person it has nothing to do with your love with content no wanting whatsoever. The Spanish language is the most honest in regard to conventional notion of love. Te quiero, mean I want you as well as I love you. The other expression for I love you is te amo, which mean does not have this ambiguity. Is rarely used, perhaps because true love is just as rare. Letting go of self-definition. As troubled cultures develop into the ancient civilization, certain functions begin to be allotted to certain people: ruler, priest, or priestess warrior farmers merchants craftsmen laborers and so on a class system developed your function which in most cases you were born into determine your identity determine who you were in the eyes of others as well as in your own eyes your function become a world but it was not recognized as a role it was who you are or thought you were only rare beings at the time such as the buddha or jesus saw the ultimate irrelevant of caste or social class recognize it as identification which form and saw that such identification with the condition and the temporal obscure the light of the unconditioned and eternal that shines in each human being. In our contemporary world, the social structures are less rigid less clearly defined than they used to be. Although people, most people, are of course still conditioned by their environment, they are no longer automatically assigned a faction in which it's an identity. In fact, in the modern world, more and more people are confused as to, uh, the fit in, what their purpose is, and even who they are. As usually, graduates congratulate people when they tell me, I don't know who I am anymore. Then they look perplexed and ask, are you saying it? it is a good thing to be confused i asked them to investigate what does it mean to be confused i don't know it is not confusion confusion is i don't know but i should know how i don't know but i need to know Is it possible to let go of the belief that you should or need to know who you are? In other words, can you cease looking to conceptual definition to give you a sense of self? Can you cease looking to thoughts or an identity? When you let go, of the belief that you should or need to know who you are what happened to confusion suddenly it is gone when you fully accept that you don't know you actually enter a state of peace and clarity that is closer to who you truly are than thought could ever be defining yourself through, thoughts is limiting yourself. Pre-established roles. Of course, different people fulfill different functions in this world. It cannot be otherwise. As far as intellectual or physical ability are concerned, Knowledge, skills, talents, and energy levels, human beings differ widely. What really matters is not what function you fulfill in this world, but whether you identity identify with your function to such an extent that it takes you over. And become a role that you play. When you play roles you are unconscious. When you catch yourself playing a role that the clinician creates a space between you and the role. It is the beginning of freedom from the role. When you are completely identified with a role you confuse a pattern of behavior which who you are, and you take yourself very seriously. You also automatically assign roles to others that correspond to yours. For example, when you visit doctors who are totally identified with their role, to them, you will not be a human being, but a patient, or a case history. Although the social structures in the contemporary world are less rigid than in ancient cultures, there are still many pre-established functions of role that people readily identify with and which thus become part of ego. This causes human interaction to be inauthentic, dehumanized, alienating. Those pre-established roles may give you a somewhat comforting sense of identity, but ultimately, you lose yourself in them. The affection people have in Hierarchical organizations such as the military, their church, or government, institution, or large corporations easily lend themselves to becoming role identities. Authentic human interaction becomes impossible when you lose yourself in a role. Some pre-established roles we could social archetype. To mention just a few, the middle-class housewife, not as prevalent as it used to be, but still widespread. The third macho male, the female seductress, a non artist or performer, a person of culture, a role quite common in Europe, who displays a knowledge of literature, fine art and music in the same way as others might display an expensive dress or car. And then there is the universal world of adult. When you play that role, you take yourself and life very seriously. Spontaneity, lightheadedness, and joy are not part of that world. The happy movement that originated on the West Coast of the United States in the 1960s and then spread throughout the Western world, came out of many young people's rejection of social archetypes, of roles, of pre-established patterns of behaviors, as well as egoically based social and economic structures. They refused to play the roles their parents and society wanted to impose on them. Significantly, it coincided with the horrors of the Vietnam War in which more than 57,000 young Americans and 2 million Vietnamese died and through which the insanity of the system and the underlying mindset was exposed for all to see. Whereas in the 1950s, most Americans were still extremely comfortable in thoughts and behavior. In the 1960s, millions of people began to redraw their identification with a collective conceptual identity because the insanity of the collective was so obvious. The hippie movement represents a loosening of the to rigid egoic, structures in the session of humanity the movement itself generated and came to an end but it left behind an opening and not just in those who were part of the movement this made it possible for ancient eastern wisdom and spirituality to move wise and play an essential part in the awakening of global consciousness temporary roles if you are awake enough aware enough to be able to observe how you interact with other people you may detect subtle changes in your speech, attitude, and behavior, depending on the person you are interacting with. At first, it may be easier to observe this in others than you may also detect it in yourself. The way in which you speak to the chairman of the company may be different in subtle way from how you speak to the janitor. How you speak to a child may be different from how you speak to an adult. Why is that? You are applying. You are playing a role. You are not yourself neither with the chairman nor with the janitor or the child. When you walk into a store to buy something, when you go to a restaurant, the bank, the post office, you may find yourself slipping into pre-established social roles. You become a customer and speak and act as such. And you may be treated by the salesperson or weather who is also playing a role as a customer. A range of conditioned patterns of behavior come into effect between two human beings that determine the nature of the interaction instead of human beings. Conceptual, mental, Images are interacting with each other. The more identified people are with the respective role, the more inauthentic the relationships become. We'll be right back.